Coming up on this week's DizPod, we have a great interview. What is NC Disneyana? We'll deep dive into a character spotlight. That's what we'll say. And we have much, much more to talk about. What's going on today? It's the DizPod. Let's go. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 12. Yes, one dozen. It's amazed is we're getting there. <laughs> I, I think our goal is 500. Lawrence said it, 500. I heard uh, yesterday that 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode 21. So we really? are on the way. We have got that <laughs> licked. We're going to lick that one. We're going to lick that one quick. I see Lily life's, Lily's Life's in chat. Hello, Lily's Life. Hello, everyone coming in. Welcome to the DizPod. It is a different night tonight. Normally, we are live at Magic Kingdom, pretty much, mm -hmm. is the way it's gone. But little change of plans. So, you know, normally, I'm really tolerant of the weather. You know, if yeah. I've got a date that I'm going, I usually go like 99% of the time. We are there no matter the weather doesn't stop us. I've got my umbrella. I've got my webbed Crocs. We're good to go. But it seemed really certain that with a hurricane coming that the weather was going to be pretty certain it was going to be nasty. Now, the other thing on top of it was we had a park ticket for the special event, which was Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And we've had a bad run of parties, which two in a row, where we've dealt with weather and we have basically gotten a half a party. Now, Disney might argue that because I think we finally got one Sanderson Sisters last year and we did get the fireworks. We got no Headless Horseman. It's kind of like what's meaningful to you, right? Mm. That was very meaningful to me to see the Headless Horseman. It's so cool. I want to see that in person. And to this day, I have not seen it yet. And I felt like last night would have run another risk of not seeing him. He did ride, but, you know, I thought the odds were definitely against me for of that. Course. And And I did check in on some live streams last night and... Lo and behold, the rain didn't even mess with the streams last night. But, you know, it's okay. I still think we made the right choice for other reasons. Right. Uh, you, know, you know what those are, and we'll move ahead. So September 19th is our rescheduled party. So we will go, and uh, we'll try to do that with some good weather, hopefully. And, uh, you know, we have a good audience for that because – Last year's stream of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is our highest viewed stream in the history of our five year five year history of our channel, which was over seventeen k. So yeah. um, we definitely have to try to take advantage of it. It's it's a great marketing opportunity for the channel to gain more subscribers. It's very good for the channel. So you really want to do as many of those as you can. You know, and you want it to though, be as, as smooth as possible, you know, so any bit of rain just adds, you know, trying to hold the umbrella and making sure the gimbrella is on and all the stuff going on. And are you going to get the Headless Horseman? Are you going to get the full parade? Are you going to get 
character interactions. There's just so many things that if it was a clear night, much better off. Yeah, for sure. I'm just I'm just hoping for a night with no question marks. You know, whether whether we go to this party or parties in the future, it would just be great to not deal with whether it's Florida. I mean, we went to a Christmas party two years ago. I think that party was. It it was a downpour. It was nuts. Wow. It, it, you know, it's Florida, so it can still rain, but it feels weird saying we're at a Christmas party and, and we got <laughs> rained out. So, you know, just so Disney knows, I mean, we like to teach on this podcast. So we did have a problem last year. We did go to guest services. We were trying to get another party because here was the argument. So Disney says this. We tell Disney, we tell guest services, hey, we'd like to see if we could get another party. Well, why do you think that, you know, you're entitled to that? And we said, well, we only got one Sanderson Sisters show. We did get the fireworks. We got a parade, but we didn't get the um, the Headless Horseman. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, but there was still the, you still had the parade, the fireworks, and a show. That's why we do multiple shows in case you miss some. And I, I guess it's black and white. They're not wrong. Definitely not wrong. But in my mind was this. I was telling them, but it still affected my night because right. I went to the first Sanders Sisters show. It rained out five minutes into it. And it took me away from doing something else that I, like a, a real a snack I really wanted to try. It sold out at that point. Or I was having to go in other directions and kind of miss other things and not getting the full, you know, experience. enjoyment experience. So, um, ultimately, they didn't help us out there, but um, encouraged us to um, talk with guest services by phone, and then they were able to take care of us. Oh. So, well, that's we, yeah. So ultimately, they were. So hats off to Disney for that. Um, but we felt like the person next to us had the same kind of argument, although. They had problems with their uh, their iPad, so they didn't get into the party right away. Mm-hmm. So that cast member was giving them anything they wanted. Another Halloween party, or do you want the Christmas party? And I'm like, wait, we're arguing <laughs> kind of about the same thing. You're giving them what they want, and we're getting nothing here. Yeah. Um, but but Tammy kind of thinks that, you know, they they see everything you have on record, and we got a free Christmas party um prior to because it downpoured and we legitimately didn't get everything uh, um i think they look at that and they're like well we gave them something last time these people might just be trying to look for something and we're right. not like that but you know i guess it's just not people trying to take advantage hello everyone in chat um i won't i can't say hi to everybody but i'll just scan through miriam and oh nc disneyana is here she says so excited to watch this one about our third annual nc disneyana event do reach out if any of you have any questions that's awesome it's so good to see you here we're about to play that interview um in just a moment it's a great interview. Hang out for this interview, everyone. You're going to learn what NC Disneyana is. And um, Elizabeth, right? Yes. Elizabeth. Yep. Elizabeth was a great guest. We had questions prepared. She talked about so in detail about so much of it. We just listened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
but I think I followed up with some a uh, couple of questions per the interview that she expands on that you'll find really interesting. So um, I don't know. Did we talk about everything for the intro? I guess we can say for our schedule, the reason why we're doing this tonight is to kind of piggyback off the hurricane. So I was looking at hurricane type of weather last night. I knew it wasn't coming in yet, but rain was looking heavy in the forecast. Yeah. And and I did hold out because, you know, yesterday morning I was like, no, we're I think we're good to go. No, the night before we're good to go. It literally says zero percent chance of rain. This is weird. But um, yesterday morning when I checked it, it was totally different. Seventy for 70 percent chance of rain for most of the night. So that's why I didn't want to risk that tonight was basically the hurricane could have t- taken all day and night to come through. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, we woke up this morning and I wouldn't even have known it was a hurricane if they didn't say so. Right. It's really, it was really just mild gusts of wind here and there. And it really didn't rain much. And my job takes me on certain days through country, country roads. And I was up and down country roads all day today. And I didn't even see a single tree down anywhere. Well, so, no, yeah, knock on wood. I mean, hopefully everyone um, fares through it further up north. But anywhere yeah. from like Disney down, um, I think we're all pretty good. So, but so I, I, I didn't I didn't want to wrestle with the fact leading up to today all day. Am I going? Should I go? Am I going? Should I go? So finally, one time I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to make the decision. And it doesn't leave you hanging either. Like, let's just do the Dispod here. And maybe we'll get a new audience tomorrow night. That's true. Besi- you know, besides the audience that we already have, the wonderful audience. So, yeah. All right. Well, hey, without further ado, let's get this interview going. When we come back, we'll do our character spotlight with uh, the Headless Horseman, which would have been great to piggyback <laughs> off of after last night. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do the Headless Horseman again. No, we probably won't because we have other characters. But, um, yeah, when we come out of that, we'll do that. We'll we'll talk uh, about Inside the Parks a little bit from this past week. Yeah. And uh, we'll go from there. So, oh, you know what? My interview went away. Let me bring it back again. And I should be able to get that back in a quick second. And we are ready to go. Enjoy this, everyone. All right, folks. So we have a really special guest with us uh, here from NC Disneyana. It is Elizabeth Holleran, and I will let her kind of go into uh, what she does and what you're seeing uh, behind her on the wall there. Elizabeth, thanks for, for joining us tonight. Hi, it was a pleasure to be here. So I have a pin passion, as you can see behind me. Um, Pins were something that I, I recently came into, well, not too recently, about 10 years ago. I was um, at the Disney Parks and I discovered there was this, or about to go to the Disney Parks, this thing called pin trading. Mm-hmm. And I purchased a bunch of pins that I was going to trade with my daughter, who was five. And then I lost the pins and my when I was getting ready to go to Disney World, and I was like, oh, I, I won't be able to do it this time. So I thought they were lost. And years later, um, we went back again when she she was five then. We went back again when she was 13. 
and uh, uh, we discovered pin trading. And it was this wonderful thing where you get to go to a Disney park and they have pin boards or cast members would have pins and you can trade from a, a booster set that would have just random pins that you may want one or two of and you could find ones that you really liked. I know it, it may sound like a, a little strange little hobby, but it, it sort of, it grows on you because you start you start formulating like certain sections, like this section over here is snow white pins. Mm. And then you start wanting to sort of get that. And then you also have, you could have ride pins or some people collect um, holiday pins, like that room for Christmas is very popular to collect. Right. But the bottom line thing is I started um, trading with my daughter and I was like, I came home from Disney and I only got to go to Disney every so often. And I wanted to keep that magic feeling alive. So I um, decided to see if the Disney store near me, which was still open at the time, would do pin trading. When I went there, they said there were lineups for pins. It, monthly, these um, Disney Wisdom series. So I started lining up for the Disney Wisdom series and I would bring my pens with me. And week after week, I would try putting, I tried Meetup and I tried uh, some other networking things. And I was almost about to give up when I found Facebook and I saw somebody saw me in line when I was just about to leave. And they're like, I've seen you here like two or three times and you have pins and I have pins. Let's trade. Started trading. And a few months later after that, we decided to try. Uh, well, after we had grown from being in the outside the Disney store to in the food court to in a library, we decided to try doing a bigger event. And we did a big, uh, a four hour pin trade event that we had about 50 people show up to. That was sort of the precursor to NC Disney Adia. So wow. I haven't given a pause for you to ask any questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been <laughs> great. That, That's great. That's so, great. Uh, but basically I, I did, I did eventually find when I, just before I started the Disney Adia which is more than pins, it's cosplays and stuff. Because people would come up to me at the pin trading groups when we were meeting in the, uh, in the um, food court and say, I'd love to watch Disney movies. I'd like other fandoms, but I'm not into just pins. And I wanted to bring it bigger. And part of what the passion is, it's, it's not just the collecting thing, but it's, it's sort of nice to like finish a set. Like, um, I'm trying to see if I have a set of pins. Like, Like a castle this one happens to be fake pins. That's the other thing. Is there a bunch of fake pins out there? I, I couldn't afford to get the real one. And so I got, these are um, not real pins. So I, I, they're for myself, so I keep them. But that's another whole other topic is scrapper pins that... Mm. Um, because like when I first traded, that's the very first thing that I, I, I traded. I went and spent like 10 bucks, 15 bucks a pin and traded for these pins that people got from eBay for less than a dollar. And they're all fake pins. Oh, wow. And then when you go to try to when you go to try to trade them, it's sad because other traders don't really like them because they're not the authentic ones. And you've, you've lost the value, but you still that's a, that's another topic for another day. Sorry. 
<laughs> go ahead and ask me questions. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to ramble. I think, I think that's a, I think that's a fine topic for right now, at least for, um, you know, unless you, it's a topic that you think can take like, you know, 30 minutes, but, um, about the fake like, pins, how, what's that? Go ahead. <clears throat> it could actually take a lifetime to learn how to tell the difference. It, that's what it, I was going to ask you. Like those... what, you know, what, how can one tell? You know, because I wouldn't be able to tell, and I've looked at millions of Disney pins in Disney. Well, like here are this is this is my sad board. I think can you see it? It's my scrapper board. It. So, so like these are off color. They're dipped. Paint dips are when the paint doesn't come all the way to the surface. So, see this one doesn't have any paint on it at all. I don't know if you can if I'm pointing to the right mm. one. Mm -hmm. But it, it sort of looks like they were painted lightly instead of this is more a real Disney pin is flush, generally. I mean, this okay. is not a hard rule. So, like, this one's pretty, really paint dipped. If I can bring it close to the camera here. And I should really do a panel at my event on scrapper pins. Yeah. See, if I, see how paint dipped that is? Can you sort of see it in the light? So does paint so dip mean like like um how how can I say it? It's, it's not matter. smooth. It has dips to it. Is that what you mean? Like yes. you have the framing of the thing of it, and it's it doesn't fill in completely. It doesn't fill in. It's not flush. So okay. um, there are some pins that will be sold. In fact, they they occasionally Disney sells them themselves that are paint dipped, but they're that's what the way they're supposed to be. So you'd have to go to a place like um, Pin Picks to see it's an online database that has pins um, that you can see what the original pin was supposed to look like. And you'll notice things that look just a little off. And sometimes they're the original, they'll get the original mold. So they'll have stolen the original mold and remake it, but they don't make it quite the same. Um, like uh, I know there's a tell on, certain pins have a tells that would tell you that it's fake. like. Uh, see the villainous pins on yes. the back of the villainous pins um, they're supposed to only be a certain number of Mickey heads so this is like the, this is the finer detail so like um, this one has can you see the Mickey heads we can see them yeah has, I've seen those in person I see, yeah I think they're supposed to only be seven we check this. This is real. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So if it has like twelve, it's a fake. So some of the nicer pins could look nice. In fact, sometimes they'll be look nicer than the real pins did because they improved upon it. <laughs> um, and then there's another category of pins that are called fantasy pins, which are basically fan-made pins, and they're controversial because they're you're you're getting into copyright. Because you're basically mm -hmm. doing that, but there are people that will collect fantasy pins, and we will allow fantasy pins at the event. That as long as you declare them as fantasy pins and not real authentic Disney pins, you obviously can't trade those in the park. But those can be worth hundreds of dollars too, because if you really like the artist, and uh -huh. they may be mashups or something, like do something with Stitch and. Cinderella or something and or maybe a really large pen or something unusual that nobody has done before at Disney um, but 
with the fake pins, if you if you bought them somewhere outside of Disney, you didn't buy them at Lunchfly, you didn't buy them at Hot Topic, you didn't buy them at the Disney store, and then then you may have a fake pin, especially if you trade it in the parks. In the parks, it's probably like 80% to 90% fake, depending on if you get there when it's fresh and the in the first the very first thing you do is pin trade and not go on the rides you may get the fresh board you may get something new and um you can look for ones that look unusual the, the fake pins tend to always usually on the boards they tend to be the common ones if you see a hundred of the same um pin they're probably the fake pins so, and usually pin on pin is better. So if you see something pin on pin is something like, um, let's see if I can see what I'm pointing at. Where's my hand? Oh, like okay. This, this one. So there's a pin, there's actually, this one actually moves, but it's pin yeah. on pin, but the more intricate ones are probably not faked. If there's a lot of money involved, like the ones that there's, um, I didn't go into the types of pins. There's open edition, which there's no limit on. They just make them. Open edition are generally the least valuable pins, but you could have an older open edition because pin trading has been around for about over 20 years um, officially. Mm. Um, well, Disney pin trading. Olympic pin trading has been around longer than that. And I have some combination pins. So here's an Olympic disney pen but that's been around for like 100 years or something um wow. but the official start of it this is the 20th anniversary i think was about maybe is it uh what's the date on this is it i think it's 99. Mm. and did did it start so it started in the parks and then started they, in the parks they started officially. doing it in the stores. Oh, they did, never did it in the stores. We just did it. We we made it happen in the stores. Oh, our, okay. our my so basically they they never did it in the um, in the off. They did it. They would do it. I think it does. Does Disney Springs do it? I don't think they do. Uh, sure. I there's a pin there's a pin trading store. Um, yeah. I think you can do some pin trading there, where they have the magic yeah, yeah. bands and everything. So you can do, but usually the, the the outlet stores and the Disney stores that were off property, they mm -hmm. they never did the pin trading, as far as I know. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe there might be a, you know some some other. There are other groups around. I think that was one of your questions in your sample thing was, there was um, there. I found out later after I started about the Disneyania fan club which used to be the National Fantasy Fan Club. It's hmm. the oldest uh, 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 fan-based Disney club. It started in the 80s. I think maybe it was, was it 84? I had I had that written down somewhere, but it is um, basically, they predated um, D23. And wow. they're, based, they're based in California, they had um, lots and lots of clubs all over the country, and I think there was some, some like even in Japan and stuff. But they've sort of shrunk back down to their home base. They sort of shrunk down to 
California a little bit. I think I think COVID also hit them really hard. Mm -hmm. um, but we we did form as a chapter of them, and they seem to be getting stronger again. They they're starting to have events that they seem to be getting successful. Um, the other one we modeled off of is Dayton Disney, which was a branch of them that broke away. That became their own thing, and Dayton Disney has been around for like 20 years, I think it is. And they have hundreds of people that show up in Dayton, Ohio, to do oh. something similar. And so, and you uh, are, I, your started when? When was your first show? Uh, we, we we sort of had that practice run with the 50 people, but the real show when we really called it NC Disney was 2021, and. Um, we had about um, 300 people there, and wow. at the wow. time, our face our Facebook group was interesting because the Facebook group had um, I made a Facebook group for the Triangle NC Pin Traders, which was the, the pin trading group, and that's at around 400 people still right now. Today, the NC Disneyania Facebook group is over 1,400 people. <laughs> wow. And, wow. and the nice thing about it is it's a niche group because basically it's just North Carolina fans. But there are some fans that come from other places. I did do like an analysis of the first year of the first 300. And about a third came from outside of North Carolina. A third came from the Triangle region. And a third came from other parts of North Carolina. Wow. So. What are some of the uh, more interesting stuff that people um, buy, sell, or trade there? um well it, it's everything they, they people like to trade those mcdonald's toys like i have those those 50th anniversary mcdonald's toys there's um oh i do have a, an old speaking of the barbie there, well not speaking of but the barbie movie there's there was a uh snow white disney toy that i have buried back here so oh, yeah. I, I, there is, and speaking of snow white i also have a uh, Snow White 1950s comic book. Let's see if I can get to it without disturbing my dog, Mimi. Wow. Here's Mimi. Good dog, good dog. She's a, she's a corgi. Uh. She's a sweetheart. But yeah, show, I mean, they, they trade anything at Disney. And the show is, is coming up when? Labor Day weekend. It's the first time it's two days. So it's Saturday and Sunday. It's at the Durham Armory on 2212 Foster Street. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that? Um, Durham, North Carolina, 27701 is the zip code. And it is going to be, well, the early bird tickets already sold out. Those are the tickets that get you uh, a gift bag and you get into the event an hour early. And I have the gift bags already. So if you, if they want to get gift bags next year, just pay attention to when they come out because they have lots of goodies in them. All right. Wow. So like, um, this, so then, the, the, then the event for the regular tickets, it's for two days, it's 20 bucks. So it's, um, 
from 11 to 6 p.m. on Saturday and 11 to 4 p.m. on Sunday. There will be a cosplay contest. There will be Disney trivia. Um, there's also the vendors. Um, I am trying to do just, uh, I know you probably heard about Disney Lurkana or Lurkana, however you say it, mm -hmm. the, the trading card game. I'm hoping in the, in the future event that we can actually have um, players playing Disney Lurkana. But I do know we have some vendors, at least two vendors have some cards, uh, at, least, uh, at least a decent amount of comments and uncommons. Um, those are the ones that like the like the I, I don't know if you know like the the d23 promos are are like some insane amount like the seven of them I saw someone was trying to get for twenty four thousand it's just it's going through the roof on the value of the especially when it's hard to get now yeah but I mean not talking about the value but the, the nice thing is that hopefully by that point September 1st will have come around and that's when the official release is which is a day before my event Mm -hmm. So hopefully some of the excitement about that game may help in to get people to realize that this event is, is out as well. Right. Um, right. And you can get some. And a lot of people that are, are doing those games, those Lacana games, if you wear Disney gear, Disney gear, you get points in the leagues. So you can go to Disney, oh. NC Disneyania and get the gear there to wear, get the ears and the shirts and whatnot. Oh, nice. So is there merch to get then? Is there merchandise specific for Disneyania? Like, can you get some Disneyania t-shirts and things like that, stickers, whatever? I actually I actually made Disneyania pins. And the other thing is we have an event charity. And I made a, uh, I worked with the uh, Piedmont Wildlife Center to make a pin for them. So... Let's see if I can figure out where this is. So this is the Disneyania pin, NC Disneyania. And this is the Piedmont Wildlife Center. And the reason I went with the Piedmont Wildlife Center is because Feed the Birds was Walt Disney's favorite song. It's all mm -hmm. about altruism. It's it's the one in Mary Poppins where she's basically a homeless lady selling bird seed to feed herself. And it's but it's it, it's it's the humanity of the woman and nature and all of that sort of rolled into one. And I just thought the Piedmont Wildlife Center is basically they do outreach and teach about the environment and they do camps for kids and they um, help rehabilitate um, birds, especially like owls and raptors and other wildlife. So I just thought it was a nice tie in. Yeah. So the merch we have is basically we have um, the Disneyania pins or into Disney pins and we um and then they'll have their table of people at Wildlife Center will have their animals so we're gonna bring them from two to four and then they'll also have their pins that we just that we purchased for them to sell. I think they're selling them at fifteen dollars a piece. And I was going to sell I, I put those pins the Disney Ania pins, I put them in the gift bags. And I was going to sell them, but now I have to find them. <laughs> so, if I if I if I if I don't find them right, if I don't find them before the event, they may go on sale after the event. But they don't have a date on them, so they won't go bad. Right. Right. Well, yeah. 
I I will be there uh, for sure on Saturday, checking checking that out, and uh, I'll bring some uh, some video back for our, our uh, viewers to see for sure. Kind of some of the uh, pins, some of the collectibles that'll that'll be there, and hopefully some of the cosplay too. Not that I'll be in the cosplay, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, what kind so, of numbers you know, do you it, expect? It's hard to know. Um, I have, uh, you know, like at least a couple hundred already sold. I haven't looked at it today, but we we tend to get most of our sales about the day or so before and at the door. Um, and we did move venues, uh, venues, so I'm not sure. There's a lot of people that say they're intending to go that are keep asking, can I buy a ticket at the door? Can I buy a ticket at the door? Okay. So I'm, I'm hoping that I don't overwhelm the ticket takers. The venue yeah. can hold 600 people. So that's the other thing is I, I don't want to sell more than 600 tickets. So I, I would advise people to go ahead and get them so you don't have to wait. And uh, I do have one day tickets. I have Saturday tickets and Sunday tickets, but I, I think I, I, I gave a hundred early birds, and then I gave about two hundred two-day tickets set aside, and about, and then I was going to sell the single-day tickets depending on how full the room is, because so I really don't want to be, I don't want to be crammed in there, because mm -hmm. when we had the we had the event at the hotel last year, we were we were taxing that AC. If you saw the video from the news coverage, it was sort of a mob of people. Yeah. Um, I think it was it was ABC 11. They came in. There's like about there was about a 30 second brief video on it that I think yeah. I, I sent to you. Yeah, we you have, we get to take a look at that. Thanks for that. This I mean it's an event that seems to keep growing. So I I would only expect whatever you had for numbers last year that this is just going to grow more and more each year. And you deserve it. You've put a lot of work into this. Yep. Well, it's not just me, it's a team, and it definitely wouldn't just, it wouldn't work if it was just me, because I, I'm good at ideas, I need somebody else with the details, and so, like, I have somebody else that's taking notes, and somebody else that's helping me lift the heavy stuff, and it's sort of like a family of helpers, I, um, and it's also, that's that's the other thing that really, I, I keep coming back to the people, is the thing I like about the, the, this hobby or similar hobbies or fandoms. Well, no, I think this one's unique. I think this one tends to get people from both sides of the political spectrum because you'll have people that are way left-leaning that will like some stories and you'll have some of the hardcore right-wing people that still love Mickey Mouse and you can find them together talking and reminiscing about something that they both like. And it just seems rarer with other hobbies or other niches, they tend to be a little bit more one-sided or the other. Mm -hmm. You may find, you know, more of the um, uh, military fans may be more conservative, whereas um, more um, art house movies may be more liberal or something. I'm just putting out examples. But I, I sort of like the idea that there can be a, a little bit of a, a breather space that we could bring people back together again to talk and enjoy something and have a little bit of reprieve from the real world and from um, from the the fights over the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm in the Disney parks two to three times a week, and 
you know, when you go there, you, you just forget about your regular life or any problems you have, and it's complete magic there. And it just seems like you're doing such a great thing to be able to bring some magic to North Carolina and have, you know, just for a few hours have, you know, people go there and just escape and enjoy each other and find that commonality in that, in those interests. That's an ama that's amazing. You're doing an amazing thing. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, and like, like I said, it's, I, I, I think the thing with it, I'm trying to make it affordable to have that similar experience for especially from well i don't get to go there's, there's people out there that, like you that get to go like three times a year or something for me it's a it's it's a long time it's a drought between times to go so it's something like this you get to feel it for a little bit and you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars well Not you might sure. it's like, it come come to the vendor room and spend thousands and thousands of dollars <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it just reminds me of, you know, I, I've been living in Florida for seven years now. But prior to that, when we were raising our kids, when they were much, much younger, we lived way up north in Maine. And we just it was a big event to just go to the Disney store at the mall to just feel like we could get a little bit of magic, a little bit of Disney. Um, so I can see that. Yeah. So and if, if folks want to find more information about uh, the show or, or your group, where, where can they find that information? Well, I'm, I'm really, I'm old school. I'm really big on Facebook. Um, we do have a website. It's ncdisneyania.com. So it's just the NC from North Carolina and ANA at the end of Disney. And then we have the Facebook group is NC Disneyania. Uh, it's just just search NC Disney on Facebook, you know, find the page and the group. Um, but the group, I think, is more lively than the page. I just it's basically people sharing things and asking questions. And you know, right now, it's still the, the vendors putting stuff out to say, should I bring this? Like, I don't have enough room. And someone's like, oh, you have to bring that because I have to have that or something. And <laughs> People asking questions like, is this pin real or not? Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. or do you want to go see? Uh, I'm hoping that eventually it will get movies going. I haven't done that yet. Is I, I'd love to try to make uh, events for movie going, like to go see the new um, Little Mermaid movie and some of the other ones that are coming oh, out. Okay. Yeah, very, the latest Disney, cool. the, the latest Disney thing I'm into is Disney Storm. The racing game that's like Mario Kart. Ooh, that's 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 hard to put down. <laughs> so that's another thing. They've done a great thing with that, and that will continue to grow. Maybe maybe that's part of the something you could introduce there too, at some yeah. point. Some video game racing tournaments, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I, I I do have board games. I, I but I didn't this year. I didn't bring them. Out. I I brought them out the other year, but we. The pin trading took over, and we didn't have enough space for it. It seems to like every available space gets some some, some activity happens. But if we have Lurcania tables or a game room, oh, I could spill the beans on what's coming next year, if you're at all okay. interested. Sure, give us an exclusive. <laughs> all right, okay. I wasn't going to announce this until after, but. So I'm not sure if maybe people might not see this until it's it's already the time. But if they can see it ahead of time, it's okay. I have an even better space. It is uh, about 45 minutes away from me. 
in Greensboro, but it's a lovely venue that has about 40,000 square feet of space. And we're going to take the biggest ballroom there. There's six ballrooms and it's nearly 12,000 square feet, but wow. it's, it has four acres of free parking. And it's, um, it's a, I think it's 11.5 to be more correct square feet of space. And, um, I just think it's a great room for growth. I'll start it at, I'm planning on starting it in the big room and still doing the trading and everything in one room. And it has a stage in the middle, but I envision eventually expanding and being able to have more panels with guests and have the trade room in a separate room and other things. And also I'm thinking of booths because we haven't really done, we've done tables for vendors, but like have actual booths for people to like go Disney clothes shopping. There's this thing called Disney bonding. I, I know you should know about Disney bonding and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, it's basically yes because adults over 13 can't dress in uh, cosplay at the parks because of safety concerns. Yeah, but you can. Uh, but at my place, you can come and cosplay all you like, all the Disney characters <laughs> that you want to. Do. Yay, fun! But sounds great. The, so that's going to be 2024. And we're also moving it from Labor Day weekend because. Um, Partially, we were, we were competing against Dragon Con a little bit. Um, and so it's going to be around August 17th and 18th in 2024. So that's an exclusive. You are breaking this story. So thank you for trusting us with that. That's that's awesome. I'm so excited for you because that's growth. That's yeah. growth. You know, it, it's going to allow you to grow. And I know this is just going to continue to grow every year. It's it, it it just has to, and it is. So that's awesome. Congratulations on all that. That's that's amazing. I have to say this about pins. Like I have pins, but when I buy a pin, I love a pin. I fall in love with a pin. I have to love the pin to buy it. So then it becomes hard for me to trade it. So I just end up keeping ah, them. I've had get, I've had I've had kids in line ask me, "Oh, so you get two? That's how you do it." Get two of the pin. <laughs> get the two of the things that you like, and then you trade one of them for something you like better. Aha! Uh -huh. Or or you buy mystery bags, and then you get twenty <laughs> of the ones that you don't like, and you beg somebody to give you one that you do like for the twenty of the exact same thing that you get. But, that was my next follow-up. So when we were living up north and we came to Disney for vacation and the kids um, and I were doing some pin trading, I don't know how I learned this, but I, I just went on eBay and I bought a bag of, of pins and I'm like, let's pull out the ones we love and the ones we don't. Let's trade them for better ones because the cast members can't say no. You know, they've got to give you the good stuff. <laughs> so mm -hmm. is that good etiquette or not so much? Oh, it's 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 different with with um, trading with people versus trading with cast members. People can say no. However, kids have special privileges. Generally, um, a lot of people will have a special board just for kids that they can say, "Take any pin that you want and give me another one of your pins." I, I, I encourage them to do that, but it's for me personally. And there's, there's others that are like me. I enjoy seeing people find something that they find magical. And I like to see people complete their sets. So my traders, generally, I, I usually make a trade work. If somebody really wants a pin, 
And even if it's a limited edition or something, if it'll, if it'll give me multiple pins for the limited edition or something somewhat close, I'll make the trade work. Uh, nice. I know there, there, are, there are pin sharks out there. There are people out there that will try to trade something up for something else. In our smaller groups, I don't see that as much. It's going to, it, you know, it's like anything else in the world. There, there are good people, there are bad people, and there are in-between people in, in trading. There's similar kinds of things. For the most part, there's this magic there, but um, I think if you do your if you do your research, just make sure you check, know what you have, look for the paint dips. If somebody, if you have that off feeling about something, you can always say no. And that's what I would say when you're, if you're a new trader. Um, and the other thing is, even when I was trading and I was trading for scrappers, I realized now I enjoyed the fact I was enjoying what I was doing. So even though the value wasn't there, I was losing value, I was getting value in the memories of the trades. So at the end of the day, if you traded for something that wasn't the same value as something else, but you value the pin anyways, then what does it really matter? You can still put it on your wall. Right. Every time I come up with a good question, you answer it. There you go. I was going to ask you that. You know, are there times where you've just given up an uneven trade because you just love the pin that they're offering and you don't mind giving a little bit more to get what's going to make you happy? I'm actually known for that. People tell me I, I, I do that too much, that I like, Oh, here's a two dollar pin, and here's a twenty dollar pin, and I want the two dollar pin. Here you go. And especially if it moves, if it if it if it does something like like the rock and roll pin or the the bowling pin. Yes, I'm a sucker pin. for pins that move. When I did collect some, I, if it moved, I fell in love with it. Um, do you have yeah, the have seven the seven dwarfs mine train where it rocks side to side? I that's one that. Um, stands out to me that moves that I have. Okay, now I have a new pin that I must do. I have I have <laughs> like a chain of them, but but this this is this is my one of my coolest moving pins. Let's see if I can get it to be in focus. It's a coffin. Oh, and is it haunted mansion? It's haunted mansion. Let's see if I can get it so you can see it. All right. I keep going in the wrong direction. I'm going to take it down. Come on. Don't take the board with me. So, Let's yeah. See. Okay. Oh, so okay. See it at all? Right there. Yes, right there. That oh, looks wow. good. Look at that. So, so does he pop so up? Does he pop up out of the coffin when you open the door, the, the he, coffin top he there? Have, he pops, yeah, you can put the coffin top down. Can't do it one handed, oh, nice. though. Sure. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I love the ones that move. So, um, I love pins. <clears throat> I did stop collecting them. See, I'm the type that when I collect something, I just keep going, and then I stop and do something else. And uh, our channel's five years old. I people have seen me. Good. Yeah, people have seen me go crazy with magic bands. I have over a hundred um, uh, mugs. I have a lot of mugs. I'm known for mugs, and I just keep moving on to other things. And I was looking at pins a few months ago. I was like, uh, I know.
know if I start buying one pin, it's just going to just go <laughs> and go and go and go. Um, yeah, so this this may have energized me to start looking again, but at least they're small enough that my wife doesn't mind. When you get the mugs and you start taking over the entire kitchen and the the the, the dishwasher and all that, then it gets a little crazy. Yeah, I wanted to get a 3D printer for another hobby, and my husband said, uh, no, it's a thing that prints things that are more things to have in the house to collect. I'm like, no. <laughs> That's so awesome. I, 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 totally, I totally get that, but I could print my own pens, too. I thought about that. It was a little plastic one. But anyways, um, do come to NC Disneyania, and you can um, find your next passion. If it isn't pins, there's other things. There's Funko Pops. There's um, prints. There's or just watch the people. There's people watching just to see all the cosplayers. There you yes. go. There's a Funko Pop right there. Awesome. I've got some great yeah. ones sitting right beside me on my desk right here. They watch me do all my fine work right here. So um, you've been amazing. Yeah. Um, Man. Are you sure? I, I feel like I've been rambling. <laughs> no, I've loved stuff. it. I've loved it. I, I feel I feel like you've you've said you've said so much. You've you've let our listeners who are going to listen to this um learn a lot about yeah. pins themselves and your event and how it's growing and how great it is. I thank you. And um and the other thing is I do want to mention that if you if you can't make the big event We lost her. Let's see if let's see if we can get her back in. So, uh, she's great. She said a lot. I, yeah, you, you know. <laughs> we didn't even uh, have to ask I, questions. <laughs> no, we didn't have to ask questions. Just throw those questions away, because she was that good. Hope we'll give her a, a moment or two to try to come back in. But um, yeah, so you're going to the event. Yeah, I'll be at the event. Um, I'm, I'll bring my gimbal and. I'll do a little bit of recording there and uh, take take some pictures, see what uh, interesting stuff we can we can find. Uh, not only the pins, but like she said, there's going to be prints and all sorts of stuff there. So that'll be that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, that should be great. Um, yeah, it'd be fun to just browse and look at all the pins. You know, last time I got to do something at, like that at like an event was at Give Kids the World when we did the Tony Baxter event. Oh, okay. Um, that was that was really interesting. A lot of a lot of really cool pins in those cases with some exclusives, tons I've never seen before. So, wow. yeah. Well, oh, right. we may there not was a merch uh, section there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we may not get her back. So maybe. Uh, what do you think? I think we should wrap wrap this piece up, and uh, I yeah. guess you could contact her again. Yeah, yeah and she we'll, was. Uh, if she's at the event on Saturday, I'll, um, you know, do, do a quick little uh, catch up with her there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So there you go, everyone. Elizabeth Halloran for Disney, Disneyana. Very nice. Or, or I like Disney, Disneyania or yeah. you know, like Disney mania because she said they could they usually they either say Disneyania or Disneyana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Disneyania, um, I like that. Yeah. Look forward to you bringing back some more information and some video yeah. from this thing. Yeah. Coming up next week. Come there we go. 
So that was our first time playing a pre-recorded video. So occasionally, I think we had a little bit of um, of lag there, but uh, beyond our control. Otherwise, really great interview where we were really lucky to have Elizabeth with us and share some information. And it looks like the uh, the chat enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it definitely looks that way. And she's been in the in the chat um, during the interview, which has been great to uh, <clears throat> get her perspective uh, even further. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to um, to the event on on Saturday uh, to see. And we even got some exclusive news. Uh, moving the event to uh, Greensboro next year, which those of you that don't know, Greensboro is more centrally located in the state. Um, so that will be great for her and the event, uh, as you know, you may pick up people from further away than she had at uh, at the Durham event. So, yeah, good good for her. That's um, that's quite a quite quite a feat to see that continue to grow from just trading in front of a Disney store all the way to now being in such a huge space. I love that. I just love it. You know, her passion has brought it to this. I just right. see um, this going to infinity for her as long as she wants it to go. I mean, she just got a bigger venue. That's going to, that's going to build up too. Yes. You know, every yeah. event is going to be bigger and bigger for her. So yeah. that's this awesome. This is, this is my uh, pen collection. Um, so, so we, we started collecting pins when we went to, um, to resorts. We wanted to collect a, a resort pin every time we went. Um, but we found out that there are some resorts that don't have pins. Um, Catherine can put in the chat, which one it was, uh, might be pop. Maybe one of them. They said, no, we don't, we don't have a resort pin. I'm like, that's, you have in... a pin. that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I want to know which which one doesn't. And next time I'm there, I'm going to look and see. Yeah, Pop used to have one at least because I have a Pop pin from when uh, we stayed at Pop years ago. So maybe it's not even Pop, but if it is, that becomes a little more a little more valuable, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, right, for sure. <laughs> Jill, Jill said a collection of one is not a collection. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess it takes more than one to be a collection. <laughs> Very nice. Let's hit the character spotlight. Character spotlight this week is the Headless Horseman. It would have been really great if this would have come off the party last night, but it doesn't matter. There was question last night if the Headless Horseman would ride because of the rain, but apparently it was fine. It wasn't mm -hmm. fine when we went last year, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fine this time. Maybe the ground had dried up a little bit more than... I imagine it was wetter on the, on the street than it was um, last night in comparison, right. so... Yeah, he did ride Jennifer. I want Jennifer to make that ride someday. She would love it. She would love that. Jennifer, I want that for you. <laughs> so let's talk about the Headless Horseman. So let's bring up a photo of him. And we'll learn just a little bit about the Headless Horseman. There he is with no head holding that lit up jack-o'-lantern. So, the Headless Horseman is a mythical figure who has appeared in folklore around the world since the Middle Ages. The figure is traditionally depicted as a rider upon horseback who is missing his head. 
Depending on the legend, the horseman is either carrying his head or it is missing altogether. But he is searching for it, um, you know, if he's not carrying it. And so in American folklore, the headlines, the headless horseman is a fictional character from the 1820 short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, by American author Washington Irving. The story from Irving's collection of short stories is titled The Sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon Gent has worked uh, itself into American folklore, legend, through literature and film, including the 1999 Tim Burton film Sleepy Hollow. The Legend of uh, the Headless Horseman, also known as the Headless Hessian of the Hollow, begins in Sleepy Hollow, New York, during the American Revolutionary War. Traditional folklore holds that the horseman was a Hessian trooper, who was killed during the Battle of White Plains on the 28th of October, 1776. He was decapitated by an American cannonball, and the shattered remains of his head were left on the battlefield while his comrades hastily carried his body away. Eventually, the bury, they buried him in the cemetery of the old Dutch church of Sleepy Hollow, from which he rises as a malevolent ghost, furiously seeking his lost head and wielding a jack-o'-lantern as a temporary replacement or a weapon. So if we continue here, Disney's, um, how Disney got involved, or here's where Disney is involved now. The Headless Horseman is a popular character that appears in the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at Disney World. The only time you'll see the Headless Horseman is Disney World um, is right before the Boo to You Parade during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Because the Horseman is riding an actual horse, he likely won't ride if there's bad weather, just like we talked about, and in the area, oh, if there's bad weather in the area, or even if the ground is wet from earlier rain. The Headless Horseman rides along the full parade route starting 15 to 20 minutes before the official start of Mickey's Booty You Parade. He rides down Main Street, USA, holding a glowing pumpkin, making up uh, one of the most memorable sights guests can take while attending Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And there he is. And just like watching it last night, I have to say, it is complete silence when the Headless Horseman comes down the street yep people are just in awe <laughs> to see that it's quite the sight i haven't seen it in person yet i hope to see it not once but twice before this this year is out have you ever seen him live i did our party last year was october 4th or so um and he he did ride we actually watched the parade from across um the the way from sleepy hollow the um quick serve um which was a nice spot there with um liberty um uh square right there so um yeah he rode and, and it was it was pure silence when he came through it was amazing that just that adds to the atmosphere the eeriness of it right yes i actually made a short on uh on my uh channel 
I made a short of uh, of him riding. It's just I get chills just watching it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. All right, let's do uh, what happened in the parks this week. So, you know, what happened in the parks this week is pretty much, I can't really think of anything eventful uh, that happened in Disney parks this past week. I think I was just at Magic Kingdom last Wednesdays and uh, just a typical night. Got to go on Pirates again, which is really good. And um, yeah, I can't Did think of much. Did you get soaked? Did you get I wet on Pirates? No, no. Lately, being in the back by myself, I'm on. I'm on a little streak there. I haven't been wet, so that's always good. Nice. Um, yeah. So finally, getting back into the rhythm of getting on pirates again. Uh, the princesses came out again, so it's it's kind of hit or miss. Uh, when they didn't come out the week before, I don't. I don't really remember if there was any kind of weather involved. Could have been, but I don't recall that at all. I don't think there was, but. No, they were out this time, and it was great to see them. Not yeah. as interactive and plentiful, like there were less princesses out, but um, needless to say, that's always really cool, and I always try to catch a little bit of that along with Happily Ever After. So good night there. Uh, what we can really talk about is Universal this time. We got to stay at Uni- on Universal property for the first time ever, and uh, we were excited about that because we had never done it. So we stayed at Endless Summer Dockside Inn and Suites. Mm. And we have a vlog coming out for that uh, anytime. I can release it anytime. I have two little finishing touches to put on it and I have to upload it. So watch for that. I probably won't do it as a premiere. Uh, we will probably just upload it. I might upload it right after this. So maybe in the next hour, you can all look for it. Uh, why don't you all look for it? We'll release it. It's a room tour, and it's also a little property tour that we did. And thankfully, we did it at like 1230 at night because they have a huge grab-and-go quick service area there. Mm-hmm. And trust me, the next morning, it was super packed, <laughs> super packed. So I, I got some great B-roll. I am really proud of this vlog that we did. It's it's just super professional. I'm really happy with the camera work and, and everything. So you all enjoy it. Uh, once again, had Kathy do the room tour. She loves it. She does it, in, <laughs> she does it in one take. And I love that. So I just get to do my camera work and she does it. It was a, it was actually a suite. So there was a full bedroom and only one ba- shared, shared bathroom though for all of us. Okay. Um, and two beds, so basically, like if you go into a, a typical hotel room, you've got your two beds and a yeah. TV on the wall, and then that's all you would have in a bathroom. But with the suite, you add a uh, a table, like a kitchen table, but it was more like a park bench, not a park bench, you know, like a picnic bench, uh-huh. picnic, yeah. picnic bench. We had a microwave, coffee maker, and they all, they actually did supply uh, plasticware, bowls, things like that. Oh. Kind of like a DVC setup. Uh, very basic bathroom, uh, but nice theming. There was a surfboard on the side of the bed, which we all hit at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me. And uh, But very big dining area 
and plenty of choices for breakfast. Okay. Um, so I think we were all pretty satisfied. Jacob and I got a breakfast burrito. He looked at it. I looked, you know, when I brought it to him, he kind of looked at it and he's like, I don't know if this is big enough. And I'm like, I know. I was kind of hoping it was bigger, but um, we were fine. We were fine. And we got to eat the scraps off of uh, Jillian's plate and uh, <laughs> probably Tammy's plate too. So that satisfied <laughs> us. We jumped on that and that topped us off very nicely. The pool, the pool is nice. Hmm. The pool is nice. It's not, it's not, you know, just like a regular shaped pool. It has character to it, has a lot of ins and outs. Okay. And they had a pool bar. And the one thing that was really nice, this is such a minor touch, but yep, Kathy bumped into it twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh let's see. Oh, the one really nice touch with the pool is they, the the resort springs for their own beach balls ah. and, poss- and possibly some floaties. We weren't sure if those belonged to people or not, but at, l- at very least, um, and there's probably seven, eight, nine beach balls in there. And I could just look around and it just kept people entertained. Yes. Yeah. We you know, bought, when we went to Pop, we we uh, actually ordered from Amazon a bunch of beach balls. Um, so I get what you're saying. It it does, you know, just liven up the pool a little bit. And you get different families that who that do not know each other just playing, you know, throwing the ball around. So, yeah, that's that's good that they include that. Yeah, it gave me a thought for Disney. You know, you don't see that on Disney property. And that would be a nice little thing, super cheap, that they yeah. could do just just to entertain people a little bit. You know, right. I don't mind hanging out and relaxing in the pool, but, you know, Kathy, Jillian, and me, we, I swear to God, we probably played two straight hours of just, you know, a <laughs> little bit of volleyball back and forth, yeah. not to mention that the wind, oh, Kathy just said it in chat, too, we had about two hours of pool volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> she was sore for two days, she said. Um, but, yeah, so that was fun. Tammy hung in the hung in the background a little bit and just sunned herself in the pool, which was mm. also great. So just a nice little added touch I think resorts should do. That gave us the idea we are over at Riviera Resort on Saturday night. And uh, we're going to get some pool time hopefully too. So uh, uh, hopefully, I don't think Tammy bought a bought a bought uh, bought one of those for this weekend. But hopefully she gets one and we can, we can play yeah. with the beach ball in the pool. But very nice property. I would say as far as the, and maybe Kathy and I didn't even talk about this, but... It's not like Disney property in the sense of the hallways. I don't know. There was a little bit of theming. I think there were surfboards on the wall as wallpaper or whatever. Mm. Nothing nothing special. I could have been in a Holiday Inn or something, you know, and felt the same way. Just not a lot of character. Like if you go to Animal Kingdom Lodge or just the, you know, there's so much character in all the other hotels, yeah. the resorts. This had really none of it. Um, but which is fine. Just an observation in my review. Mm-hmm. We did have this is the re, this I'll end probably with this. Um, the, you know, they didn't have a lot of merch for the resort. I like to buy something when I stay at a place. And once again, we're at one hour and seven minutes, so we'll wrap <laughs> this up. <laughs> but that's I got a coaster. I mean, they had a towel, but it was like 40 bucks. I think they had one or two shirts, but really didn't catch my eye. Okay. And a couple of other things that really didn't 
really didn't hit home. So I'm like, I'm going to get this coaster for $5.99 or $6.99. And okay. when I sit down now, I can just look at it. And it's just a little something that gives you some joy by looking at it while you're watching TV and you put yeah. your drink on it. You know, so I like it. I'm happy with it. You don't have to always spend 40 bucks on a towel. You know, nope. I'm happy nope. with that. So that's good stuff. Here is our view. How amazing is that view right there? Wow. I mean, you we were on the ninth floor and you look back and if you go from left to right, you can see Harry Potter's castle, mm -hmm. Hogwarts. Then as you work your way over, you can see that next like uh, piece that's sticking up over the trees is actually Velocicoaster at its highest point. Oh, I was yeah. up that high? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know it's funny you could see you could see the coaster running while we were in our room, wow, which is pretty cool. Um, as you go along to the center, those two stacks—that's Doctor Doom's Fearfall. Oh, okay. And right behind that is the Hulk. And uh, if you go over um, to the back of that building there, that white building, as you work your way, you can see Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah. So you could see a lot from here. It was really nice. And here, if you look down from our view. There's the pool. So this yeah, this is kind cool. of sort of a little bit of a deep dive, but not completely. We we put our toes in when we reviewed this here, I guess. <laughs> but look at the pool. Pool's pool's pretty cool. And I will say it can vary from from day to day, but this was a Sunday morning and not all of the umbrella areas were taken. So Wow, that's different. I know. And we did this vlog, actually. We, we made the beds. We tidied up. We got all our bags out of the room. And we did the vlog in the morning just before checkout. Mm. Uh, but I did send Jacob down. I'm like, I'm looking at a section where nobody is. Go down now. So he went down and he held uh, five chairs for us. And we were good to go. So Now, is that, is that a complete courtyard? It looks like it's um, covered on all four sides by the building. Oh, what was your question? Is it is it and completely in a courtyard or, or is the building surrounding the pool on all four sides? That's a great question because Jill said, you know, that's one thing I don't like when you're completely surrounded. It yeah. is surrounded by three buildings that connect. And this okay. is the other side of it. This is where we're looking out. Got like it. the the building would be in the way to some degree if you were if you were looking here. So okay. um it's three sides. So Good time. We had a great time. We had a great awesome. time there. Uh, and it was affordable. It's, it's your affordable option at Universal if mm -hmm. you need to fit more than four people. I think we paid two. I'm just going to say 250 ish. Kathy would know. Mm -hmm. We went halves. So I gave her like 125 bucks or something. So, yeah. Nice. We were happy with that. So, love to try some other properties at Universal. I'm sure we'll do that in the future. Oh, Shannon wants to know how the food was. Mm -hmm. Breakfast Breakfast was, you know, it's tough with breakfast when you're serving sausage, eggs, bacon. Um, it was as good as that comes. You know, the, the scrambled eggs didn't have any seasoning on them, but they were fine. The sausage was perfect. The bacon was the bacon was not super crispy, but still very meaty and tasty. If that makes okay, um, you know. And the burrito we had was scrambled eggs, and it had some it had some some beef in it and uh, some seasonings. It was good. I think we gave it like we rated it like a four. 
maybe a 3.75. It was decent. Um, and so, yeah. No Mickey That's Waffles. Probable. No Mickey Waffles. <laughs> yeah, Kathy said breakfast was okay, nothing special. So um, okay. you won't be disappointed, but, you know. And they have, a, they have a Starbucks, a huge Starbucks, which you'll see in the vlog. And a huge counter where you can just sit. It's really nice. The lobby's really nice. I did some great B-roll of it. So when we release this vlog in a little bit, everybody watch it and um, we'll uh, and and let me know what you think. Um, but I did try the new Starbucks pumpkin latte, chai tea latte. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jennifer L? Where's Jennifer L? Do I need need, need I say more? Um, it was it was good. It was really okay. good. And if they have that tomorrow night at Starbucks, I'm leaving with that again. All right. Oh, very very <laughs> good. Run to your local Starbucks and get that, everybody. Um, the other thing that we left out was we at Universal Parks the, that night we tried the Minion Cafe for the first time. Mm-hmm. That, on the other hand, not so good. You know, sometimes I get caught up in the moment. You want to like it, and you might be a little lighter on your review sometimes. And I have a clear review sometimes the next day. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I hate to say I would never eat there again because the atmosphere is cool. It's cool. They did a nice job, but it's not enough to bring us back probably. We'll probably never eat there. Uh, again, what Kathy had, Kathy probably had the best thing. Although Jacob had the green tomato soup, it mm -hmm. tasted like tomato soup. It was good. It was fine. Um, with, with the, with the, the, what was it with the grilled cheese? Okay. It, it was good. Um, he liked it. Kathy's was good. It was a meatball calzone with mm -hmm. some cheese in there and all that. It was good. It was good. Um, what I got, I mean, what I got was like something you would just eat at home. You know, you get that steakum and you yeah, throw it on a yeah. bun and you, you put the plastic cheese on there and it oozes. Yeah. I mean, that tasted good, but not $17 good <laughs> at all. At all. Um, the desserts very average but i i really I, I did like the pet rock the pet rock was was cute plenty mm -hmm. of peanut butter mousse which i love peanut butter taste mm -hmm. they could have put a little more jelly in there which would have that could have pushed it to a probably close to a five so oh and that banana sitting off to the side of that pineapple cake mm -hmm. was really good that was that surprised us that that was the pineapple the pineapple in the banana isn't that weird yeah the pineapple yeah. taste in the banana so and is that, and this is where the old monsters cafe was yes okay yep okay. and we took some time to look at the theming and show everybody they did a great job with the theming so even if you don't want to eat there based on our review go in and poke around if they'll let you go mm -hmm. look at the break room the break room's really fun they did a great job on all of that and um that's what we think about that so cool. yeah we had another full show. We continue to go longer and longer and longer. <laughs> as long as as long as everybody in chat and watching and leaving comments is getting value from it, then it's worth it. I'm sure they're not complaining of the length of it, for sure. 
I wanted to go back and see what Jennifer L said. She says, I tried the pumpkin cold brew the other day. Gotta try the chai. Yeah, the chai was off the chain. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, somebody asked if the hotel was walking distance to the parks. No. 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 Great question. Endless Summer is not within walking distance, in my opinion. I mean, I've never walked the streets over there to get there. If I had to guess if it's walkable, um, may, you know, maybe it takes you 15, 20 minutes to get there. Okay. So it can, I guess that's what you think walking distance is. So I, I, I wouldn't have it in my mind to do it. But, you know, from the drive, it's a little bit of a, it's a few minutes of a drive to get over there from property. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not on the property, though. Okay. Yeah, it's on like city streets. It's it's away from it. It'd be like leaving Disney and then there's hotels. It looked that it's way from of, the from the picture that you posted. It it looked like it was, you know, city streets you'd have to take to to walk to the parks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh last thing uh Kathy said, oh, yeah, Kathy. Kathy was great on Saturdays. She allowed us to go on earlier, live mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. And I always say this, the strategy and the reason is there's only so many rides. Kathy and Tammy don't go on a lot of rides, but my concern is I want to make sure that they get on all the rides they want to. Yeah. Once that happens, it's always been, we can go live with Tammy, but now that, say, say Kathy doesn't do Gringotts at this moment, so Tammy hadn't gone on it yet, so we wouldn't have been able to go live yet, but Kathy right. wasn't going on it, so she's like, give me the stream, give me the stream, I'll go. So I gave it to her, showed her how to do it, and she did a great job. I watched her she from did. the queue, and I was proud of her. She did a great, great job. And we tried the butterbeer ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that butterbeer ice cream is like, it's like a must-get from now on. It, I would rather have that than, than the frozen butterbeer. They taste the same, so it's how do you want to consume it? Do you want to yeah. sip on it? Or do you want to lick it? <laughs> it's it's good. It's very good. And they have many interesting flavors on that menu in Diagon Alley. Mm. So I definitely want to try some others. Jacob tried the chocolate and chili. The You get the chocolate flavor. of That's a hard-packed ice cream. You get the, the chocolate flavor of it. And then you get the chili. Like it kicks in. It's like when the chocolate <laughs> ice cream dissolves, you get that kick. And it had a little bit of a kick to it. Yeah, it had some kick, so that was good. And he tried another scoop of something, and I can't remember what it was. I don't know if Chat can remember what it was, but um, yeah, he definitely. There was another one. I'll have to ask him. But mm. tried another one, and that was good too. But there are many other flavors to try. Problem is, you can't combine the butter beer with any of the hard packed because who's ever done soft serve with hard packed together? Right, right. <laughs> I do have to say, though, with Kathy's, they really stacked my soft-serve butterbeer. But Kathy comes by. I had time. For some reason, it was taking time for the, them to get Kathy's to begin with. I already had already licked mine down to, like, that much above the cone for anybody that's not watching but listening. I My butterbeer ice cream at that point was probably two inches off the cone. Mm-hmm. Kathy comes over with with after right after they handed hers. Kathy's is two uh, two inches off the cone. <laughs> I go, <laughs> what is this? What did they just give you? And she's like, I don't know. This is what they gave me. I'm like, no. I had like five times higher than that. 
So I went over with her and I'm like, can you give her another one? I mean, I don't know what happened here, but then she, she did, she gave Kathy another one. It was the same size. Um, they said they were, they were having trouble with the machine at that point or something like Weird. that. So I'm thinking, well, at that case, then you should probably just give them away for free or discount them. Yep. But they were still giving them away mm. at the hefty price of like six ninety nine, <laughs> something like that. Um, oh, yes. Kathy said it was apple. Jacob had apple crumble. It tasted oh. just like apple pie with ice cream. Nice. So all good stuff. So, see, I thought I didn't have much to talk about with Inside the Parks, and there you go. <laughs> Glad to share. Tomorrow, if anybody's listening on the replay, this doesn't mean anything, but tomorrow we are live at Hollywood Studios. I expect it to be a beautiful night, and uh, we'll do Fantasmic and get on as many rides as we can, and I don't suspect there'll be any new uh, new desserts but we'll look if there isn't and neil joins me will i bite into a wookie cookie Ooh, whoa i don't know hmm. i don't know that would neil, be a neil sounds, part ne- yeah i was gonna say neil it sounds like you need to be at the parks <laughs> <laughs> neil will be there right now he'll be waiting there for <laughs> rope drop just knowing i'm gonna be there at night to try a wookie cookie <laughs> so yes thursdays it'll be thursdays this week um so we'll see you all there thank you so much for being with us everyone yeah. you guys are amazing we love you so much and thanks for being here neil's gonna bring his yankee water <laughs> what a nightmare <laughs> wookie cookie and wash that down with yankee water <laughs> <sighs> man all right so anyway wait what did i say i said hollywood studios right um no yeah you i did. guess like yeah i am at hollywood why am i doing that why do we want to be a Hollywood? Or we we want to be. I an thought MK? you had said. I thought you had said magic earlier. Yeah. So why do I confuse myself with parks? Uh, uh, there, there's four of them. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to magic, everybody. There's no. There's no Halloween party, right? So if there's no Halloween party, we're going to magic. All right. There we go. Look for change, my posting. Uh, change gonna, it on I'm the gonna, fly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to post it right now. We're going to Magic Kingdom tomorrow, everybody. No Wookiee cookie tomorrow, but maybe the next time. All right, we love you all. We'll see you live from the park. Yeah, the email said, the emails this week got all messed up because of the weather. Wow. Yeah, just disregard that. And I'll send I'll send one out. I'll send one out. Um, I'll say this, you know, the, 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 the channel goes through cycles where I get too involved with the channel on my own time and it consumes me because I want to do such a great job and and being someone who works more than full-time with his other things uh, and then you add the channel in it it really consumes and Tammy is so good my wife is so good you know I was talking to her the other day and I was like am I spending too much time because I check in with her now and then and she's like well I know you got to do what you got to do I guess no that's not the right answer so I took it upon myself to say, let's restructure. Let's see what we can do. So um, we are, I think we're going to confine the emails. I think I'll send out one email for the week. We'll that try that. Good. We'll try that. And um, we'll keep trying to fine tune and tweak a little bit so that I have a little more free time here. And we can still put in 100% effort to the channel. Corey, you do an awesome job with it all. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I appreciate you and the mods and the Diz fam. We love you all, and we'll see you from 
Universal Studios tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. We'll see you from. <laughs> we'll see you from Magic Kingdom tomorrow. We'll see you in the parks. We are the Park Bros. That's us. <laughs> Two of the Park Bros. Anyway, we have some Park Bros in the chat as well and beyond. So we'll see you tomorrow night. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and watching. And hit the like button and subscribe. <laughs>